goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP seasons. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Oh, in the end zone! <laughs> Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! The back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. To move on. Robinson, he's got a hand. His first time, touchdown. Kelsey, good night. Touchdown. Chiefs win it. What is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to our 2023 season divisional round preview. How are we doing, Tom? How are we doing, Dom? What's up, guys? So, yeah, we just kind of finished recording our wild card weekend reaction. If you guys missed that, go check that out um, on all platforms, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And today we are going to be running through every divisional round game. So um, we had some upsets in round number one. Um, we had the, I guess the only upset was the, technically seeding wise was the tech or was the Packers winning. Um, even though some other games maybe felt like an upset, um, the Packers were obviously the big one of the weekend, so they get rewarded with playing the best team in the NFL or second best team in the NFL, taking on the uh, the San Francisco 49ers because of the NFL reseeding. I know, I know the NBA obviously doesn't reseed. MLB reseeds, right? Um, yes, because they expanded to like six. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like the MLB is a little bit more complicated, but I'm pretty sure they reseed as well. Tom, or do you guys know if hockey reseeds? Hockey doesn't anymore. Oh, they they used to. They used to, but not yeah, anymore. They used to. Yeah, hockey and the NBA are pretty similar in with like regular season formats and and playoff formats. Well, the NBA is just different now with like the playing tournament and all that. They're just different from everybody. The NFL should have a playing tournament. That would work out really well. <laughs> um, so, so the first game we'll talk about is the 4:30 game on um, Saturday um, on the East Coast. So you got the Houston Texans going to the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are nine point favorites in this one. Um, I guess it's gonna be like. The old debate, uh, Do you, would you rather have all the momentum from playing in wildcard weekend or is there going to be rust from getting that first round bye? I think most players would agree that probably they like the bye, uh, getting a week off to kind of get healthier um, and fresh for the divisional round. I mean, the Texans pulled off um, a spread upset because they were underdogs against the Browns in the wildcard weekend. They ended up dropping 45 points on a very good defense. Uh, CJ Shroud balled out. The running game was able to get it done, but obviously it was more of the defense as well that stepped up against Joe Flacco. It's definitely going to be a tougher test going to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson, who's most likely going to win MVP this year. Um, I feel like this game is going to be very tough to have some parity with. I'll throw to you, Tom, first on who you like between these two teams and what do you think is going to happen uh, this Saturday? Yeah, I mean, long story short, I do think the Ravens are going to win this game. They're in Baltimore and they are the only defense. I think they were the number one and Browns are number two like overall throughout the year. Um, the Texans did beat a phenomenal defense. That was at home, not in Baltimore, not against the MVP. Blacko, although was playing fantastic, but played horrifically. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just make it simple. Don't overthink it. I'm just gonna take uh, the Ravens, even though we said don't overthink it. Take Dallas last weekend, and that worked out horrifically. Yeah, I feel like. There's going to be obviously an upset. We said that last week and we kind of, at least me and you, Tom, we thought it was going to be the Rams. Dom, did you have a big upset pick last week or not really? 
No, I mean, I was the only one that took the Lions. Uh, you were the only one that took the Texans, I believe. I think other than that, we were all in agreement with everything else, pretty much. Yeah, cause I, was, I was on the Eagles just because it'd be a win-win. I get the Eagles to lose or I look right, so I was I was fine with it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm not gonna take the I'm not gonna take the Texans because, or yeah, I'm not gonna take the Texans. But if there's an upset this weekend, I think this could be it. Like I think between the one the one seeded matchups, I think the Texans have a better chance of beating the Ravens than the Packers do at the Niners. I don't know if you would agree with that. I yes. think no. I don't know. After watching the Packers the past few weeks, yeah. But yeah. did the Texans not impress you last week? They did. I don't know. I just think I think this is when you come off uh, a, a two really well-rested teams, the two best teams in the NFL. Like the Ravens are significantly better than the Browns, and the Forty mm-hmm. ers are. I don't know if significantly better based on regular season, but they don't tend to collapse the way the Cowboys do. So they're going up against significantly harder opponents if you take them both together. Yeah, and the Ravens ended the season on such a strong note as well. They had kind of like a gauntlet of the uh, of a schedule towards the end of the year, and they beat the Rams in overtime they beat the Jaguars they beat the Niners they beat the Dolphins and they blew out the Dolphins and that Niners game really wasn't close um even though it was just like a it was a 33-19 game so it really wasn't um the Ravens are the most complete team you could say all season they have the best regular season record and like I said before they're most likely going to have the MVP winner I wonder like what type of game Houston wants is the only way they win is just an absolute shootout and it's going to end up yeah. being like a 37-34 game um, or they're going to try to control this game. The weather looks like it's going to be fine. It's just going to be cold. But, I mean, that's nothing new to to Baltimore. I mean, it could be at a disadvantage of Houston um, because their last two big games have been in domes. Um, yeah, right, because the game was in Indianapolis, right, that Week 18 yeah. game. Yeah. So, yeah, two dome games. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough to to pick the Texans here. So I'm going to go Ravens, Dom. I, did, I didn't ask you, but I assume you're going Ravens as well. Yeah, I'm going Ravens. Uh, these teams, I don't know if you guys remember, they played Week One, and the four, and the Ravens won 25 to nine. Do you put any like stock into that, considering it was C.J. Stroud's first game? The Texans did not run the ball at all that game. Singletary and Pierce both averaged. Um, they essentially averaged about three yards a carry in the game. Like they couldn't do anything. The Nico Collins, I guess that was his first real breakout game because he did pretty good that game. But do you put too much? Do you put any stock, I guess, in it since it was week one? Because obviously the Texans have gotten, I think, better throughout the year. So hopefully this game is closer. But if the Ravens know what they're going to do, then this game could kind of get ugly. I mean, this week one, the game was never really close. So it has that potential if the uh, the 40, if the Texans can't adjust. Yeah, I'm not going to put any stock or too much stock, if at all, into that game. I remember the Ravens were such a huge like uh, survivor pick. And it was, I believe, it was 7-6 at halftime, and everyone was, like, kind of freaking out. But it ended up being Houston was a lot better than we thought. I mean, that Ravens team ended up losing a couple weeks later to Pittsburgh and scored 10 points. That team is so different than what it was then. And I think a lot of, like, Eagles fans I know were pointing out that the Eagles dominated the Bucks in prime time earlier in the year, and they were going to maybe just beat them uh, last night. The Eagles team is way better with that than that team dominated the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, these teams are completely different. Um... And I yeah, I'm not putting really any stock to that to answer your question. I don't no, know I if you, I, I guess you I didn't think you would just because it was I mean that was five months ago by now, so it does <laughs> crazy. It is uh definitely different teams like you mentioned. And I don't know, like it seems whenever you least expect the one seed 
to lose coming off a bye is when they do lose. Like, obviously, a few years ago, the Titans, they got the one seed. They were kind of a surprise pick, but they lost to Joe Burrow in his second season. Um, and you see you see these one seeds fall every now and then. I don't know if this is the right spot going up against the rookie quarterback and rookie head coach. But, again, in the last video, I mentioned the last team to do that was Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan, and they went on to beat the one seed in the divisional round that year. So maybe the Texans follow suit, but I feel like the Ravens should have this one. Mm -hmm. yeah so we're all in agreement there i we're probably going to be all in agreement on the next game which is the uh, night game so both one seeds are playing on saturday 8 15 eastern time you have the niners hosting the packers this spreads a little bit higher it's uh 10 points in favor of san fran obviously the packers are probably coming off of the best win um we're right up there last week upsetting the cowboys on the road i think it makes it even more impressive that the cowboys were undefeated at home this year and it just did not look like any part of the team um, that they were throughout the first 18 weeks of the year. So huge win for Green Bay. This could even, I mean, like Jordan Love's going to get a, like a bag from the Packers. He's going to be their franchise quarterback. I think that game alone will prove that and like will show that. But if he pulls off this upset, it will be insane. And I feel like we've gotten so many Packers Niners playoff games over like the last decade too. And, and they're mostly been in favor of San Fran. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers just always struggled taking on the Niners. Just yeah. always. There was Remember, that one game. That was like a narrow story. It was line, two like, years ago, right? Where two gonna... years ago it was a snowy yeah. game yeah, with Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. Yep. yep. In in Green Bay, yeah. Disgusting, man. That Packers offense did nothing. Wasn't yeah, wasn't um, the final score like ten three? It was it was bad it was bad. Because they had the punt returner or they had a defensive or special teams touchdown was like the only main score of the game, I'm pretty sure. You wanna guess the final score? I have it up. I think mm. it was like 14-3 or something, right? Like, it was bad. I think, I think 13, it was like 13-6. 13-10. Um, there was a A.J. Dillon touchdown in the first quarter. There was a Robbie Gold field goal in the third quarter. And then we saw a Mason Crosby field goal. And then a, remember the block punt yeah. return? And then Robbie Gold hit a game-winning field goal as time expired. Disgusting. Uh, Jimmy G was 11 for 19, 131 yards in an interception. Rodgers was 20 for 29, 225 That's yards. So this, obviously, these teams are different. We have Brock yes. Purdy versus Jordan Love. Um, as I was going to say both teams or both quarterbacks were on the roster, but uh, Purdy wasn't there in San Fran yet. So um, this could be a really high scoring game as well. I mean, the Niners defense is good. It's not perfect, but it's 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 good, man. It, it is going to be good. Um, I, and they're getting another week to be fully healthy. Do you guys, I actually... Uh, yeah, do you guys think the Packers cover at least to make this close, or do you think this is going to be one sided? They could for sure. Ten points is a lot for a playoff game. Yeah, but I don't and, know. And, and I, I, I guess Le, and Lafleur does know Shanahan's offense, coached against him in the playoffs before. But although it was a crappy weather and it was a whole totally different squad on both sides, but I don't know. I I, I think San Francisco just kind of looks far too good at this point in the season. They only really had one bad loss all year, and it was. Baltimore, who they might not see till the Super Bowl, and it was you know, the best team in the league. They destroyed the Eagles. They destroyed pretty much everybody in their path, went healthy. I'm still taking the Niners to win comfortably. Yeah, I'm just looking back. So they had their bye week, week nine. They're, after that bye week, they won by 31, 13, 17, 23, 12, 16, then lost to the Ravens beat Washington by 17, and then didn't play anyone against the Rams. So, excluding that one Ravens game, they've been winning every game very easily. I think yeah. them coming off a so bye three again... Scores, like... Yeah, I think them coming off a bye again makes me feel comfortable that the Niners will win by a lot again. I mean, here here we are again, just 
uh, doubting the the Packers on the road. Watch them just embarrass us for the second week in a row. But I've been on this 49ers train since the preseason. I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. And I mean, the only thing that's really stopped the Niners the past two years have been injuries. So as long as they start this game and finish this game healthy, I think they'll be fine. The injury, them getting hurt, would be the only thing that I think could uh, make them lose this game. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty much all in agreement that both one seeds are going to advance to the conference championship. Um, so Sunday is definitely more in play to have some upsets or at least closer games. Uh, the first one is the 3.30 NBC game. Uh, thank God this game will not be on Peacock. Uh, we do have the Bucks going to Detroit. Detroit gets another home playoff game, which is dope because maybe they thought they weren't going to get another one if Dallas beat Green Bay. Um, so yeah, this is pretty huge for Detroit. Uh, Dom said uh, before this, yeah, like the cheapest ticket is like over $500 to get into this game. So it's kind of insane, but you know what? It makes sense. Um, Lions fans had a lot of uh, years to save playoff money for this day. Uh, so yeah, this is this is a six-point spread for Detroit. They're coming off a very close win against the Rams. The Bucks are coming off a blowout win against the Eagles. Both were at home for these two teams. I'll throw to you, Dom, first. Who do you like in this game? Um, and do you, do you see an upset happening? I think I have. I think I have to go with the Lions. Like they've really shown no signs of like getting stopped, excluding the the possible bad call against the Cowboys. They've just been winning recently. Um, I mean, maybe Baker's got some more magic because a few of his past games now, he's been lights out. Uh, three of the past five games, he's been, like, an insane quarterback. They had a few duds there against division rivals, so maybe you can, like, exclude those if you want. But I feel like the Lions here get a second home playoff win, which is just crazy to say after, uh, after all those years of just no wins in general. But... I do think the Bucks probably keep this game close. Like, if I had to take the spread, I'd probably lean Bucks, just be, especially because maybe like a backdoor late game. Because I don't think the Lions, I don't think the Lions' defense is insane by any means, and the Bucks' defense has been playing relatively well. So maybe this game's closer, but I still have to take the Lions here at home. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to go with you. I like the Lions at home as well, but uh, watching that Eagles game, the Bucks secondary is very good, and I feel like they do a fantastic job not holding, no pass interference. Like, they're, they're a very well-trained secondary, and uh, I don't know, man. It can be close. I do think the Bucks will cover as well, um, but I think Detroit gets it done. These two teams did play earlier in the season. Uh, it was week six. Uh, the Lions ended up winning 20 and six, uh, 22-6 in this one. This put the Lions to... Uh, five and one on the year baker did not play well against detroit rashad white did nothing um but like we said in the texans ravens game we're not really gonna put too much stock into that uh so yeah i'm gonna go with the lions third favorite pick uh tom do we have a clean sweep yeah we have a clean sweep um but i do like dom's point about if, if i really if i was to pick the spread i would lean bucks i'm not sure if i 100 percent like that yet but one thing i do want to throw out we do say we did say private the whole second half of the year we want to see the Lions start playing complete football games. The Rams could be looked at as not finishing their drives for sure. The point Don made last video, but also you could spin zone that and say the Lions are making big red zone stops. That could also could play into it. So if they're making if they're stopping a fantastic offensive coach and a great offense and a Hall of Fame quarterback in a playoff game to uh, stop in their red zone opportunities. Who's to say they can't beat the Bucs, for sure? I mean, this is a, they're more favored than they were in this game than they were in the last game. So I, I would say definitely the Lions are my pick here. Mm -hmm. um, so that means we all clean sweeped. So basically, 
the last game is the uh, smallest spread. It's the Kansas City Chiefs going against the Buffalo Bills. Both these two teams are 11 and 6. Uh, they did play each other, if you remember, kind of towards the end of the year. This was with the Kadarius Tony offsides play, uh, where the Bills ended up winning in a massive game that they definitely needed to kind of save their season towards the end. They ended up winning that one 20 to 17. The spread is two and a half points in favor of Buffalo. It's going to be cold, should not have snow. It's going to be around 20 degrees. Um, I said that this could be game of the year. Every time we say that, it doesn't happen. Um, I'll throw to you, Tom, first. Who do you like between these two teams? And I hope we have a little bit of parity since we were all in kind of agreement on the first three games. Yeah, so um, I am going to stick by my bracket I made before the playoffs started, and it's going to be the Bills or my being my pick here. I think they look significantly better than they did even when they beat the Chiefs. Like, that was kind of when they started to get hot. And the, and the Chiefs team... They're still not really scaring me too much. All that game was freezing. Miami's defense was bad. They didn't score too many points. But there was some a few bad drops by Kelsey that could have set up touchdowns. I'm not sure how those drives would have ended. But just in terms of moving the ball, um, opportunities that were kind of missed. And the Bills just seemed to... Josh Allen with a 50-yard touchdown. Like He's making big plays. I still I'll remember back to the... Third and thirteen run against Miami. Like when you need to play, Josh Allen is playing like that guy right now. So I'm gonna take the Bills here. And disclaimer: you did say when we say the game of the year could happen, it usually isn't good. Usually when the Dolphins are the game of the year, that's when it's not true. Good. True. The Chiefs and Bills, I would see them having a better game. So I hope it's a good game, and I'm gonna be picking the Bills here. Yeah, uh, Dom, do you agree, or are you like Kansas City in this one? Yeah, so before you do that, talk about all this game of the year. It's definitely game of the week, in my opinion. Like, Oh, for sure. I, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious. Like, the first three games, we were all kind of in agreement. We kind of all think the favorite should be fine. This is definitely the game of the year, just, uh, game of the week, just because we're not fully sure what's going to happen. Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game, excluding the Super Bowl, in his entire career, which is insane to think, considering he's been to three Super Bowls and the playoffs uh, five or six years now. Never been on the road. But... If we remember last year, the Bills did have a home game and they lost to the Bengals and everyone thought the Bills were going to beat the Bengals and finally make their Super Bowl push. Didn't really work out for them, but this Bills team this year feels a little bit different. I don't know. Like Now that they're clicking, they can go all the way, but I think it still just comes down to the Josh Allen turnovers. If he plays a clean game like Pittsburgh, they're fine. Um, I think they set a stat on the broadcast that when he doesn't turn the ball over they're like virtually undefeated or something like that it was some stat like that i don't remember exactly but essentially when he plays a almost clean or a clean game they're phenomenal so i'm gonna take the bills here at home i don't know if we're gonna have a clean sweep on that i'll matt might go uh might go a little fancy and take the chiefs just so he's a little different i know he likes to do that sometimes i don't know if he will this time i think i think on purpose he left himself third on this (laughs) um but i think i think the bills get the win here but again, like the last game was so close between these two teams. If it wasn't for an offsides, maybe the Chiefs win that game. But I'm going to take the Bills just because of the way they've been playing lately. All right, you guys suck. Um, I've been a big component of the Bills. Um, basically, all second half, like futures on them to win the division, the conference, the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not backing down now. The Bills are probably the hottest team in the NFL. They ended the regular season on a five-game winning streak, beating Kansas City, Dallas, and Dolphins to win the division. So three major games there. Um, they're on a six-game winning streak when you include the win last week over Pittsburgh. Like you said, Dom, if Allen does not turn the ball over, this offense looks unbeatable, especially if they use the middle of the field. They have two good tight ends. Um 
The one thing that's holding me back is, I mean, it is a small sample size. It's just two games, but Patrick Mahomes has played very well against Buffalo in the playoffs. He won um, in the years 21 and 22, so just the previous year's season, um, the 2020 season, 2021 season, um, in the AFC Championship game in 2020, um, he balled out against Buffalo. He threw for 325, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a passer rating of 127. Um, The following year, he went um, and threw 378 yards, three touchdowns, and a passer rating of 123, uh, which is insane. And that was the uh, overtime game, and that kind of sparked all the overtime debates, especially in the playoffs. I think Buffalo wins this game. I thought at least one of you guys were going to take Kansas City just because of, like I said, it's hard to bet against Mahomes, against Buffalo, just from what we've seen between him against them so far. But this Chiefs team definitely looks beatable. Uh, the one thing is Buffalo is banged up a ton. Um, they had a plethora of injuries this past Sunday, especially in the secondary, which obviously is not something you want when you're going up against Mahomes. But this Chiefs offense is not what it's looked like over the last couple of years. Their defense has been very good in keeping them in games. It's going to be a good game, man. I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to say Kansas City, but I'm going to ride with Buffalo just because I've been kind of on them since they were, I think, 7-7 seven and seven at one point. Um, and they ended up, or no, uh, six and six at one point, And then they ended up rattling off five straight wins. So great job, guys. We have no parody this week in any of our previews. All right. So the rise since, or fall on our own. <laughs> so since, yeah. we, since we have no parody of the four teams that we're predicting to lose, which one do you think has the best chance to reach the Super Bowl and potentially win the Super Bowl? I mean, Chiefs. I think I, I had a feeling you'd say the Chiefs, but I think if, if the Packers somehow upset the Niners, they would either go to Detroit and play a division game where anything can happen, or they'd go to the Bucks, and I don't know if that would be too um, too scary for them. Like if the Chiefs win, they probably still maybe have to go to Baltimore. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know which. I think I'd lean Packers if I had to pick one of these losers. I agree. You got to pick Packers or Bucks just because. Yeah, you're going to be going up against. That's easier. All right. Well, I guess. Well, are you factoring it in like? Just in general, like if you had to pick one of the four teams we predicted to lose, which team do you think yeah. can win the Super Bowl? You guys do, you guys do bring up good points on the Packers because the Lions, Packers. I think, are the least formidable championship game opponents because if, if it were to just go uh, Packers win, then it's Lions they face, and then AFC, if the Texans win, then they got to play the Chiefs or the Bills. If the Chiefs win, they got to play the Ravens. So I think I guess what you're saying is the, the championship game opponent is significantly easier with the, the Packers than it would be with the AFC. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Like if they I can like beat that the point, Ni- actually, like um, if they um, can I beat the Niners. No again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think like if they could beat the Niners, then I guess I think you'd have to eventually like ride with them. Like they just t- took out yeah. the Niners. I guess the same could maybe be said for the Texans. Like if you can take out the Ravens, maybe you can then just keep on roll, keep winning. Go to Kansas City or to Buffalo. You can maybe win that game too. Then, so I don't know. All right, since none of us predicted the Chiefs to win, I do want to bring it up, though. Say the Bills lose, even if it's a close game, I feel like McDermott will get, like, part ways. I feel like they'll never get over that hump, and yes, he's brought them, like, to the playoffs, but hasn't really accomplished much, right? Did they, they made it to the uh, conference championship one year, and that was the yeah, 2020 Josh season? Yeah, breakout year, then it was divisional three years in a row. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like they could go in a different direction. Obviously, we've mentioned multiple times that it's, like, one of the best uh, head coaching free agency classes we have seen ever. And this could be the time that they move on. I feel like every other head coach, yeah, every other head coach is safe. Um, at maybe the Bucks, like Todd Bowles, because he was rumblings, yeah. but I think he'll be back. I don't know. I think he'll be back if if he wants to be back. I don't know though. Um, what were you gonna say? It's just crazy that Todd Bowles won a playoff game. Like it's just yeah, like it just Wild. doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't at all. So I do feel like if any of these coaches probably could get let go, it's McDermott and. 
I feel like that's definitely a storyline to watch. I feel like they can't run the same team back. Um, Allen's not getting any older, though, and this team will still be competitive as long as Josh Allen is there and healthy. But I feel like they can't keep losing to Kansas City, especially when this Kansas City team is beatable, and it's the most beatable since, like, Allen's been the guy. In that scenario, who do you think they would go after then, based on what's out there? Um, Maybe Ben Johnson. Would they go for, like, a rookie head coach and think that's what gets them over the hump, or would they go for somebody a little bit more... what is yeah, Mike Vrabel Bel- proven? Do? You know what Belichick, I mean? Like a little revenge. I don't know if Belichick. I, I, I mean, Belichick, Belichick I feel like wouldn't stay in that division. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Belichick would want to do. That. I think Belichick might want like I mean, if Belichick is going solely for the like legacy. If, if and, he's going like, for the record, winning his coach. I mean, the Bills could be a team right there with the Cowboys or Eagles. But I think I think if the Bills part ways in McDermott, it's going to be for an offensive coach. So I think I don't know like what off like is Ben Johnson the best choice for an offensive coach right now? I think he probably is. It's all the proven guys are defensive guys. Uh, Belichick, Vrabel. Uh, I don't know, because I feel like... I don't know. I For some reason, I think Ben Johnson's locked to be a commander's coach. And I think... I feel like going defense maybe isn't the worst thing, because Joe Brady's done a great job as the OC, so you just let him keep running the plays next year. Because um, his offense has been great since he took over Ken Dorsey's role. And then you have Vrabel run that defense? I don't know. Mm. Maybe that's... What is McDermott? McDermott's defensive minded? He's defensive, yeah. It's always like I find it so interesting that it's like such like a like a split thing of like what head coach you want. I wonder like what the Super Bowl record is for for uh, what side of the field like minded head coach you are. Well, Andy Reid's offensive, um, and he, Shanahan, um, who's been there or our championship, he's offensive. Sirianni is defensive, I believe. Right? I don't. Uh, let me look up. No, Sirianni's Sirianni, offense. I thought Harbaugh. Oh, he is offense. <laughs> is he actually? That's pretty dope. See, like, there's even special team guys in there too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, well, Belichick's what defensive? Yeah. So Belichick's defense. Belichick, I feel like is is the exception to the rule because he's like just Belichick. Tomlin um, is Tomlin defensive? Yeah, well, he has won a playoff game in six years. So, <laughs> uh, what is Pete Carroll? I think Pete Carroll's defensive as well, right? Uh, uh I think he would be yeah. offense. Uh, now he's defensive. When you're when you're head, well, he was, he he was the, the DC in San years. Fran. When you're the head coach for 14 years, you kind of just get everything at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we look though at like past Super Bowl champions, I th- um, feel like all you have to say is defense wins champions, and then like don't even like look, just like believe that. <laughs> I know. But, well, because best defense is better it, offense. Because McVeigh, McVeigh, offensive obviously. Offense. Um, what is McCarthy? Is McCarthy defense. Uh, I feel like McCarthy's defense. <laughs> I guess so. Um, yeah, because Belichick. I mean, the Eagles with Peterson. I don't even know. Now I'm just gonna go down a rabbit hole on who's who. Peterson's um, offense. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Like it, what they would go for. Yeah. Um, McCarthy. It's just Belichick was like a and random guy in there because it's because it's okay. Kansas City. Andy Reid. McVeigh. I guess. Was, uh, and Aaron, I think Arians is offense, right? Or is he defense? Yeah, he's offensive. He was the Steelers okay, Aaron's is offense. for a while. And then um, Andy Reid again, offense. Belichick. And then Doug Peterson, offense. Belichick. Who was the head coach for the Denver? Was it John Fox? No, it was uh, Kubiak. Uh, he's know. offensive yeah, as well. He's offense? Okay. No, he's offense. Yeah. Offense. And then Belichick. And then Pete Carroll. Like, now this is 2014. This is 10 years. The last 10 years, it's been Belichick or offense crazy yeah so i wonder i wonder yeah is that the way just to get an offensive minded it really worked out with the cardinals and cliff kingsbury the way i look at it is with offensive mind like i said in a previous video when you are an offensive coach you can take over and start calling plays when when the when the offensive coordinator perhaps is not performing up to par 
But on top of that, <clears throat> when you're an offensive coach, the offense will be your your mold, basically. You'll have an offensive coordinator, so when he leaves, it the offense will still be an extension of what you implement. So your quarterback will not have to learn too many new things over a significant amount of years. If you're a defensive coach and you and your offense is good, every couple years you're going to have turnover, a completely new offensive system. So if you can keep the same offensive system, you can continuously like create successful opportunities for your quarterback, which is really what also creates a winning Super Bowl is a good quarterback and a good coach. So that's kind of the way I look at it is when you're an offense and there's less turnover on offense, less playbooks for the wide receivers and quarterbacks to learn in the line, that's when you have more consistency. Yeah, and I I feel like that's a thing I I wanted to bring up with the Eagles and how their collapse like this year as well. And I mean, it's like tough to like pin it all on this because they started off 10-1, but they lost both their coordinators. Like they lost Shaikin and they lost Gannon. Uh, Like they moved to Sai upstairs to bring in Matt Patricia and, and like, I think Brian Johnson probably lost his chance. It's like a head coaching job just with like the other candidates out there. So like, yeah, I think we got to like realize like how much like a team that loses two coordinators is, especially if like the Ravens lose, they could lose both their coordinators next year as well. Um, And I don't know, like between these teams here, I don't really know who would lose their, well, obviously Brian or Ben Johnson on the Lions. Uh, Packers aren't losing anyone. Lions lose DC too. Yeah, they could lose. uh, That's Glenn, right? Yeah, Glenn. uh, Aaron Glenn. Yeah, uh, and then obviously Slowick can we uh, leave Houston. So that obviously is something we can take into consideration next year. But I think Buffalo is probably safe as they're not going to lose their coordinators, um, but they could uh, leave McDermott. But who knows? Maybe the new head coach. Coaching those are coordinators. Yeah, like because the new head coach might not want to keep them around. So that would be interesting for sure. Uh, do you guys have anything else you guys want to mention about divisional weekend? Um, I don't think so. You know what they should do? They should just... So we got four games. We should just have a Friday game, a Saturday game, a Sunday game, and a Monday game. Why not? Uh, no. I don't know. I kind of like, like the I like, two and two. I like this better. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just throw all the games on Wednesday. Screw it. Yeah. And then give them 10 days off for the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, a week a weekend... No, two weeks and three days and make it on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I just can't wait for the Pro Bowl, man. I just honestly can't wait. It's my favorite time of the year. <laughs> okay. Dodgeball um, game. Oh uh, God! I, I don't think I don't even remember the last time I watched the Pro Bowl. It had to be like 2010. Can I tell you? <laughs> yeah. I, the last time I watched it, I don't know what Pro Bowl it was, but on a kickoff return, they did one of those cross field laterals where they got the kickoff, then ran up to one sideline and then stopped and then threw it backwards to the other side of the field and then tried scoring a touchdown. And if anybody can figure out what year that was, I think that was the last Pro Bowl I watched. I think maybe Chris Chambers may have still been in the NFL at that point. So oh my God, maybe late 2000s, early 2010s. Him and Dwayne Bowe just running it back together back yeah, there. Yeah, I guess. And maybe, like, I think probably Marshawn Lynch was probably a starter. Maybe, I'm trying to think who else, who else would have been. Alfred Morris might have been, might have been, that might have been his rookie year. Him and Doug Martin. Fucking Alfred Morris. 2013, oh I think. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm very excited for Divisional uh, divisional Weekend. Probably more excited for Sunday. I'm kind of upset I'm going to be on a flight for definitely the whole Bucks lions game. Chiefs, Bills, I should actually win before that. They got, um, they got teams. I got TVs on the plane. I don't know, dude. I'm flying Alaska Airlines. I, I that plane door could be off like midway through the flight, and I'm not even making it back. So who knows with that? Um, and then yeah, it's also going to be kind of elite. I'm going to be on Pacific time for the Saturday games, but I mean, there's no one o'clock game, which where it'd be elite, but we still be over by eight o'clock, which is kind of hype. 
a specific time is elite for sporting events. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap up our divisional preview predictions. Sorry for just no parody at all whatsoever. I think like the Chiefs Bills definitely will have the most parody between people choosing who's going to win that game. Um, the Bucks lines maybe a little bit, but I doubt most people have the balls to take the Packers or the Texans. And if they do, they're probably just trying to be edgy and you know, maybe, maybe they knew something that nobody else did. So Thank you guys all for watching and listening. If you're on YouTube, we'd appreciate you subscribing, dropping a like, and let us know in the comments your predictions for the divisional uh, weekend. And then if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review over there as well. Hope you guys have been enjoying the content, and we'll see you guys in a couple days for our reaction to these divisional games, and we'll catch you all there. Peace.